Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is fucking killing me. I'm Corinne. I'm Rain. Happy Tuesday. Happy March. End of March. But it still feels like fucking January. I don't think anyone knows what month it is. No. Not even a little bit. It's... I don't even know what to say about time because it is non-existent. And it doesn't matter, apparently. Somebody made an excellent point. Um, my next neighbor made the, an excellent point yesterday that just because we're stuck at home for like events, so like Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, um, like things like that, family day, it doesn't mean we don't celebrate them because like celebrating events actually helps you with the passing of time. Hmm. So it was just like super, um, it was pretty eye-opening because I've definitely been like, oh, who even cares about Valentine's? Who even cares about St. You know? And then just like celebrating it in like a small way, whether that means like wearing green or putting up a decoration or like having a Guinness or giving each other heart-shaped cards around, like it still like helps your brain with the understanding that there is time passing. Hmm. So that's nice. Did you drink I, green beer yesterday? I had Guinness. Oh, all right. And some Jameson. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> love that was it the jameson i left at your house you left jameson at the house and it hasn't been sniffed out yet where is it i don't know it was just a mickey you remember i was like i brought jameson so we could do shots and you told me to leave it at the house at for the scavenger hunt because i was like gonna, yeah I was but gonna then didn't we pocket. drink it that night i don't know that's why i'm asking i don't remember okay well i haven't sniffed it out <laughs> yet and it is surprising that we in this house have not sniffed out <laughs> a bottle of Jameson to drink so that that is very surprising to me if it's still here um we'll keep you guys updated on Jameson Gate 2021 next week <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the most this is an important thing right now did the Jameson get drank or not <laughs> I just would be shocked if it didn't I thought we drank it that night I mean once we got home and after a lot of karaoke it gets a little fuzzy for me. Mm, yeah. It went from 7 p.m. till 1.30 in the morning very fast. That happens in this house. That <laughs> happened this past weekend, too. Especially <laughs> with the time change. It went from, like, 10 o'clock until 4 in the morning real quick last weekend. <laughs> and, like, it's, like, 4 in the morning and we're teaching Danica how to line dance. <laughs> so <laughs> we have to keep her her skills up to date, you know. She needs yeah. to win Entertainer of the Year again. Speaking of passing of time, once you're in this house past nine o'clock, all of a sudden, don't look at the clock because it'll be, it'll be four in the morning. Yeah, this, uh, it's a black hole in Rainey's kitchen when you're drinking. <laughs> it truly is. Oh. Um, and singing karaoke. Right. Which, speaking of singing, this week we have actor, musical theater performer, Mm-hmm. Theater director, sorry, director. Yep, yeah. you off. Alessandra Constantini. Wonderful. He was so nice to talk to, and he's so looking at Sudbury right now. Which, mm-hmm. if you don't know where Sudbury is, it's like five hours northeast-ish, north, straight north, really Toronto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, super lovely to talk to. Really nice guy. Very charming. Mm. um such a such a beautiful beautiful episode so please continue yeah we hope you guys like it um but before we get into it we do just want to um send out 
um, to all of our Asian American, Asian Canadian pals. We're thinking of you. Um, we're sending love with the tragic shooting that happened. Um, we're recording right now on Thursday, so it would have happened about two days ago mm-hmm. now. Um, so we're just like sending you love and we're thinking of all of you. And um, it's definitely like a very triggering, you know, news. It's just some triggering news that's been happening over the course of the last few months. Um, yeah. And, I, and I, we did briefly touch on it um, in her nanny's interview last week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we just want to say we're, we're thinking of you and we're sending love and um, how the media is changing the narrative with with everything is not is not something that we are bypassing no and I want to make a point to say that if people don't think that actions like this are connected racially then I think they're missing a big part of the discussion and they need to examine why they don't think that's a thing Mm -hmm. and that really those comments that I've been seeing online are really like disheartening and I'm sure causing the community members a lot of distress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also like not lost on us that this white man can shoot eight people and be arrested safely. And Breonna Taylor's death is a tragedy. And those men still haven't, you know, faced any sort of consequences. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we're just like sending love um, and thinking of everybody within that community. And <sighs> Let's just keep trying our best. Yeah. All right. Um, Please continue listening on. Alessandro is a wonderful person. And this is a beautiful episode. Here we go. Okay. So Alessandro, you started acting so young, like in, in like high school, middle school. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I started uh, community theater when I was like 11 and then working professional theater when I was about 14. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that's pretty young. Yeah. Just, I mean, I guess there are child actors, obviously, but that is pretty young to yeah. start. Totally. And you totally. still, you went to George Brown to do your degree because you were already working. Why did you feel that it was necessary to go to a secondary institution to learn like a college or. Yeah. Right. So I was, uh, when I was in grade 12 here in Sudbury, I did my first, uh, well, I guess it was my second, really. It was my second equity production, but I got my equity card uh, in that production. So I thought, great. And I was working in film and TV a little bit, like I had been on a couple series and some films and things. I mean, it was difficult because I lived in Sudbury. So for auditions, which, you know, come up right at the drop of a hat, I would, my parents, we would drive to Toronto through snowstorms and all these things. Uh, most of the time you don't yeah. book them, right? Um but I was working on Full Monty and uh, with a wonderful group of, of artists. And uh, I was at that point in time, I was planning to go to Laurentian mm-hmm. University because I had got a scholarship through through my high school. And I didn't really want to do that. But I just thought like, well, I'm just going to keep auditioning for things. And if I book something great, mm-hmm. then I'll leave school and whatever. Because I didn't the training wasn't really in my brain because I was yeah. working already. Um, however, the wonderful artists in this uh, in the show with me all were very adamant about mm. receiving training. You know, they were like, "It's fine that you're you know you're, you're talented and you're skilled, um, but you're kind of relying on the things you were born with, and you need to train so that you can play more than just this quirky, mm. charming little kid." And I was really grateful that they that they did kind of hammer that into me. Um, because I, I think receiving training was probably the best 
thing I could have done for myself. Um, so that was really what, what made, what pushed me. I ended up going to Laurentian for like, cause I was already accepted and I hadn't missed auditions mm-hmm. for all the theater schools. So I said, okay, I'll go to Laurentian for a year, whatever happens, happens. And I dropped out within three weeks, <laughs> uh, which was a wonderful experience. <laughs> and that's when you went to George Brown. And then right? I auditioned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then I, so I took that, my first year after high school, I went to Laurentian for three weeks. I dropped out. I did, uh, I went and did a show at Peter New Brunswick. I did a series. I was assisting on a couple projects around Sudbury, and then uh, and then I auditioned for George Brown and went to George Brown. Did, right. did you year. drop out in yeah. three weeks just because yeah. you were doing a gig, or did you hate it? No, I, I mean I didn't <laughs> love it at all to begin with, and I had just we had just closed our, our first production that I with my theater company. We had done Hair in the summer. So hair closed at the end of August, and then I like went to university, and I hated it. And I was like, this feels I feel trapped. Um, but mostly, I I had an audition a couple weeks in, and it was for something I don't know something that I thought was great. And uh, one of my professors, I guess, just said, you know, you, you can't miss class because if you miss class, you 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 fail the program. I don't even know what I was in to be honest. I think it was doing Italian and theater or, or music, um, but I don't really remember too much of it. But and so she said that, and I was like, oh. Well, that kind of stops my plan. I was planning on just like, you know, coming to class and auditioning for things. And because all my other friends were like, yeah, university, I never go to class. And I was like, oh, great. And then when you're doing an arts program, yeah, so I just, I, yeah. So I just decided, okay, you know what? I said to my mom, I was like, I think I'm going to drop out. And she's like, that's okay. I think you should. I was like, okay, sweet. So they were really supportive, and um, and then it was a really wonderful year. It was a yeah. great year. Yeah, yeah. I think people don't realize that about like fine arts degrees or performance degrees. They're like you have, don't have the same. Yeah. Like you have to be there. Totally. Well, yeah. it's because you are the work, right? It's not like you could submit a paper and and then of course at George Brown it, it was yeah. so rigorous. Um, wasn't at all allowed to miss anything, so I just didn't really audition well I did actually that's a lie I'd auditioned for something right in the first couple of weeks because I didn't know what it was and then I booked it and it was a big kerfuffle and I thought I was gonna have to drop out of George Brown which was scary but then we made it work the last two weeks of the show it was a it was a play yeah in there is all, always that thing too when you first enter like an institution for any art thing I was just actually reading an article about this but like you know like a Meisner technique and everything about is like the breaking down to to build you mm-hmm. up right and so like those first like yeah. few weeks months like semester I would even say of like any arts program it's just like you doing shit that you're like why am I doing this this is dumb and coming from your background <laughs> oh my god already working yeah already founded patterns already mm-hmm. like learning on the job yeah. I imagine you felt like you were going yeah. 12 step backwards yeah it just was it just was like very strange right to be like I'm laying on the floor like yeah what am I doing it what I'm laying on a bunch of balls on the floor I don't really understand what's yeah. going on uh and then hearing of course from my friends who were not in theater school and the things that they were doing and I was just like this is so yeah. weird but I'm really I'm but I'm grateful because the the about like the training is obviously an excellent yeah. thing right but to me my my favorite part of of theater school was the community mm-hmm. of people it was the was my class right like I loved them all so dearly and mm-hmm. I might not be uh really intimately connected with all of them still but but mm-hmm. there's such a you share such a bond with them and I mean my friend Fiona Sauter uh, was the person who who yes. suggested <laughs> to do this so you know so there's that right so the community is definitely the thing that 
and and I do suggest to a lot of the young actors actors that I work with, I, I even if they're really skilled, I'm like, just go get mm-hmm. go get training, just go do it because it's a community right. of people who will be in your corner mm-hmm. forever, right? And I think that's important to totally. have. Yeah, it is. It is a lot about the the connections that you make in these university kind of institution settings that like help progress mm-hmm. your career too right and start start that resume building immediately yeah i mean it is a bit different for you obviously mm-hmm. had like a mm-hmm. resume built um but yeah but not 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 yeah. really right like it was i mean yes but but it's still i, I still didn't really know people in the community i knew the people from some of the shows and the projects i had done but but even to be in toronto at the young center seeing soul pepper work and just going to see shows with my friends and you know it just mm-hmm. you just get immersed yeah. in it way in a, in a different way that I don't think you do of course like there's people brilliant brilliant artists who who don't receive training who receive their training exclusively on the job um which is great but I'm always like I'm a big advocate for right. yeah for training of course um I want to talk about you doing Dear Evan Hansen with Mervish is that with Mervish yeah, yeah. all right yeah yeah, it was with Mervish, and then I I moved to the national oh. tour, and then that's when. Yeah. COVID okay. So how yeah. was that? Were you on tour when yeah. everything was? Yeah. So we were we were in actually to what day mm-hmm. is it? The eleventh, right? Yeah. So today, today was one year that we stopped performances, and then we were like chilling for a couple of days. We were in Salt mm-hmm. Lake City at this point, and and uh, which I was like. I loved my Airbnb in Salt Lake City. It was amazing. I was like, this is my dream house. I love this kitchen. Um, so, yeah, we were there. And, and things, we started hearing, obviously, rumblings. Mm-hmm. Like, Broadway had shut down. Yeah. Earlier. I think the night prior. Yeah. Or, or two days or something. But they had started getting cases. And, I mean, it, it, was, a, it was a big trickle. Because at first, they were like, okay, mm-hmm. everyone make sure you wash your hands yeah. a lot. And we're like, okay. And then no doing stage door photos anymore or you can if you want but we suggest that you don't and then it was no more stage door and then okay the show might be canceled tonight and then it was and then that night we're like okay we might not have any more because we that was the last week we're in salt lake so we had four more performances and me and my my friend noah who's we were living together um who's in the show we didn't have a show that night. I was like, oh my God. We should get drunk. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> we don't have yeah. to sing tomorrow. We don't have to sing. We should, we should go out tonight. Um, and we did, which is great. The whole company, we kind of, and then they, and then they were like, okay, we're going to send you home for two weeks. Because uh, we're going to shut down for two weeks. But we're going to pick back up in Philadelphia. We're supposed to do it one month in Philly. So we're like, okay. So we went home and I was like, I don't think we're going back in two weeks. And then it's like, we'll go back in the summer. And then it's like, I have to go back in the summer. <laughs> And then it's just and now yeah. here. How is years. it? How was it being on tour and hearing everybody's opinions about like what was happening and and witnessing like the especially from like the high up admins from the people that are canceling the shows mm-hmm. that are scheduling the shows. How yeah. was it hearing like them go back and forth ev- from everything? And how did that was like? How did that resonate in your body as an actor? Well, it was just it was all very scary, and I mean, I was just dreading like I was just like, please don't please mm. don't close or please don't lose, you know, like I just didn't want to, cause I was loving every moment of, of this experience. Yeah. Right. Um, even from, from the Toronto production, like it's been a profound blessing in my life. And, uh, but it was just spooky. Right. Cause we, we were in Salt Lake and Salt Lake was where the first, um, the NBA team, there was like yeah. an outbreak on the NBA team. So everyone's like, Oh my God. And, and of course, like the fact that we're, 
in a room with 3,000 people every night and we had no information about how this thing spreads or whatever, right? So you're on stage and and it was just, it was weird. Like there's one line in the show where I come on stage and, and you'll be found and Evan's speech is going viral. And I'm like, your speech is everywhere. This morning it only had 5,000 people following it and we're 60. <laughs> but, um, anyway, it had like a very low number and now it has... 6,000 views or whatever and I kept thinking like in my brain when I would say that I was like oh my god it's um but of course like I I I don't know I just was like they obviously know what what is the right decision so but it was just sad to be like okay bye everyone like I didn't even I didn't even hug everyone like we all went to the airport at different times because we're all going to different cities because we're all from different places right so like I didn't even really like some of my colleagues some of my like best friends I haven't seen in a year or hugged in a year and and mm-hmm. they're in the states and so it was just strange we didn't we could never have mm-hmm. imagined yeah you know and like saying like goodbye to people be. that you realize now that you've like you don't know the, those contracts were probably pushed but at this point too do you do you think mm-hmm. that you're gonna go back to that show or do you think <clears> that show will restart well, we, we uh yeah I'm confident I'm we're confident that the, that the tour will mm-hmm. restart I mean I know that Hanson had a lot of upcoming bookings so um but but again like I, we don't mm-hmm. we don't really know right yeah. it's it's like quite unknown as to when that is and and what the circumstances will be so um you know I, I hope um but that's why I'm trying to stay busy <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in my company here I wonder you know yeah but but it was a it was yeah. a wonderful time that's nice all of it. um yeah. I wonder like how if your tour comes back, if it'll be very specific states as they open, because like you could probably go to Florida it'll be like, right now. I could probably go to Texas, <laughs> Miami. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you want to? Yeah. I don't know. Actually, Texas, we already went to, and I love Texas. I thought it was so great. Um, but what what I sort of think might happen, and I'm basing this off of literally nothing. Um, but because uh, we had a we had a series of like one or two right. weeks. And then there was going to be a couple of large sit-downs. Like, we were supposed to be in Chicago for four months. I think the tour was supposed to go to L.A. after for a couple of months. Um, so I think they might put us in the mm. sit-down communities oh, okay. so that we right. were not actually we're traveling, like right? For, and, and yeah. Like, yeah, or like even if – because I don't think – I think the earliest that we probably could go back would be mm. September, um, given the vaccine timeline. But – so that's that's what I think will happen is that we'll probably be in like somewhere where we'll stay for five, six weeks or two months, move to a different right, place yeah. for another two months. And then in 2022, they'll start doing the one week, right. two weekers once travel is a little bit right. easier. Um, but yeah, it's I, I, like there's both crazy logistics to mm-hmm. consider for the tour, but also it's a little bit of a different situation than New York, right? Because New York, when you're on tour, you're playing to regional markets, right? You're playing to that city mm-hmm. and its surrounding areas. Well, New York, like anything that's not any show that's long running that is that is like you know not new that season is relying yeah, mostly yeah. on tourists, right? Um, so and then when are people going to be feel comfortable to tour to New York City, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think the Broadway League is saying that like it, you know it's a five year recovery plan, like it's just going to be it's going to be crazy, and it's sad because it was at a time when like everything was booming, like yeah. records were broken yes. all the time, you know. Um, 
So it's definitely like, uh, what about you? This thing is, <laughs> you know? Totally. Dear Evan Hansen, blowing up in New York, wins a bunch of Tonys. Um, they win a bunch of awards. And now, and then it comes here and you get to take on those roles. Do you feel any pressure mm-hmm. from that show coming? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was, um, like for me, it has always been a dream, right? Like, like Broadway and, and, and those pieces were always like the kind of top of the, of my dreams for me. And, and, um, and getting to be in this show specifically that I think, um, like, I, like my, the thing that I'm passionate about in musical theater or even theater in general is like pieces that explore like youth driven yeah. narratives or, yeah. or pieces about young people learning to articulate right. themselves in the world and, and things that are, socially relevant or meaningful and so this this piece really mm-hmm. accomplished all of that for me um and of course the fact that the creative team was people that i frankly worshipped right like michael greif directed mm-hmm. rent and pascal paul and uh alex lackamore who worked on in the heights in hamilton and and um so i i remember during the audition process when i when i found out i was auditioning for michael greif i was my head i was like <laughs> great i get to audition for this man <laughs> I'm good like whatever happens happens and then of course booking it it was a whole incredible uh, wonderful feeling and then uh and then we went to New York for six weeks oh. to rehearse so the whole Canadian company went there and it was terrifying and I think we were all scared but obviously Robert Marcus was leading the company and he is an astounding astounding ferocious talent and and um but it, so it was like, you know, all these Canadians who show up and, and it, with the the biggest dogs in the theater world and, and um, on this iconic and huge show and, and there was so much hype surrounding it. And but then we just really got to work, which was which was really wonderful. And and I thought it would be far more cookie cutter, like obviously the show is set. So we need to be right. in certain places, right? The lights are all set and the costumes are everything. But I really found um, that we were able to, to me per, personally for myself at least, that I was I had a lot of room to create this character and figure out my version of the of Jared, and, uh, and I was really grateful to the team for for allowing us to to mm-hmm. do that. So, and then you know we started and it was terrifying and brilliant and yeah. I just because we just you touched on it briefly but you said there was a bunch of canadians in this show is that right that went to new york mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. yeah Sorry, so so the so the mervish mm-hmm. production was a full canadian cast oh. we had, well we had two american company members but the principal cast and we had two uh the, our 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 alternate zach peiser uh was an american and one of our understudies uh josh was was a uh was an american but the rest of the cast really? completely canadian um so we all went over there 16 of us or 14 of us oh, whatever okay. and then um and then when the toronto production closed uh a couple of us um were fortunate to, to, to move on because other positions had opened up on the mm. tour on broadway um and uh so yeah about four four of the principal cast from toronto moved to the tour and a couple of our colleagues mm. went to broadway and places, that's so. interesting because we mm-hmm. i mean dancing with lots of um people who are musical theater um, actors and performers and, and interviewing people we actually hear a lot about Mervish not hiring enough Canadians 
So, I mean, that's always like an interesting topic. Mm -hmm. And I feel that's always kind of like the like, yeah, but they don't hire Canadians, kind of like the side (laughs) Mm -hmm. under the breath thing that everybody says. So I actually didn't realize that they had hired a completely Canadian cast for that show. Yeah, I mean, well, the the thing that I think people need to sort of like, yes, obviously, more Canadians, let's give us more jobs, certainly. But these... um, these commercial road houses or, or tour houses, right? If we call them, they really are working with national tours, yeah. right? Like they bring them in for four or five weeks or whatever. The only time Mervish will do a um, a sit down production is when a show is kind mm-hmm. of large enough, right? In the last couple of years, there was Kinky Boots once. Uh, Billy Elliot sat down. Matilda brought in yeah. some Canadians. Um, so, so they do Hairspray, Lion mm-hmm. King, you know, like there has they have happened um because toronto's actually i think after after new york i believe toronto is the fourth largest mm-hmm. market mm-hmm. for commercial theater and that's really that's really mervish and then alternative right. yeah. commercial events right um so we definitely have the means to support it and i'm personally interested in like growing that mm-hmm. right like through mm-hmm. my work here in sudbury i want to i want to i want to become a, a commercial right. theater producer um, not through my work, in right. addition to my work here, um, but yeah. So, so it's like these these tours are coming in because it's really just the the the, the money associated mm-hmm. with mounting right. a full production. Um, if you know it's only going to sell two months worth of tickets, it's it's not actually financially. I don't know, maybe not possible, but like it's right. difficult, right, to put up a ten million dollar show mm-hmm. when it's can't possibly even recoup its investment if you only do mm-hmm. two months when, when oh right? interesting so okay. so so that's why when tours come in they'll they know that like waitress will sell for two months but it yes. won't sell for a year right or you know come from right. way is a hit it's going and going and going and going and going and going harry potter that's a massive title that for can sell time. for a long time right dear van hansen um the intention was to was to run a little bit longer but it uh yeah some, some something went down there and Right. Right. Which was so. I just want to make sure I understand. Um, so shows that have a shorter run Mm -hmm. or doing tours, and Toronto is one of the stops. They're going to bring in their own cast and not hire Canadians, right? Is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So like, yeah. So there's a tour production. So that's like us. We went to this city, this city, this city, Mm -hmm. and it's a national tour, right? So and sometimes there'll be two or three of those, like Hamilton has two national tours or three of them going at once because it's in such demand, right? Um, so that's right. how it works. So that's why when when a show comes to Toronto and people go, well, how come it's not Canadians mm-hmm. in it? Because it's an American right. national yeah. tour, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that company goes across the country and those actors are on a contract for a year or, or two or whatever. Right. Um, but more sit-downs, more Canadian companies would be yes. glorious. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So that's, it's also interesting that they, they preemptively think that certain shows are going to do better, and that's when they pull in Canadians for the show. So, like, yeah. for example, Greece, they hired a yeah. lot of Canadians, and they thought mm-hmm. that show was going to run for yeah. a long time, and then something mm-hmm. happened, which yeah. we all know. <laughs> yeah. But, I, so the, yeah. There I mean, are – I, I kind of understand yeah. what you're saying in the sense, like, but do you know why there are some shows that they think are going to do better than others? Well, it's just it's just like the yeah. the numbers, right? Like you you know, and and the appeal, right? Like Kinky Boots was a massive mm-hmm. hit. It's commercially very mm-hmm. viable, right? Like it's 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 um 
you know, it has really wonderful and important themes. It's a Tony winning score, right. Cindy Lauper. Uh, there's a lot of things that contribute to its commercial yeah. viability, right? Um, Dear Van Hansen is in a similar boat. However, Dear Van Hansen is a very difficult mm. show to, um, to talk about, right? Cause it's, it's not necessarily like a, <laughs> it's not like producers. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's about, it's about mental health and there's, there's themes of, right. of suicide and secrets and like, you know, it's a, it's a pretty heavy, mm-hmm. a heavy piece. Um, so that, but that's just like the, yeah. the game, right? You, you have to weigh what will be, um, because New York is a very different city, right? People go to New yeah. York for theater, right? I don't think people flock to yeah. Toronto for theater. People go to Toronto for mm-hmm. Toronto, and theater is one of the things right. that they can do yeah. there, right? Um, so, but but again, I, I am I I do think that there's because we have to remember, right? Like before New York was New York, it wasn't yeah. New York, <laughs> and before Stratford was Stratford, yeah. it wasn't like I mean, it still was called Stratford, but in terms of the festival, like these artistic institutions, like you have mm, to you have to build them. Um, and you have to build that culture and it is a, like, and what I'm trying to do here in Sudbury is develop mm-hmm. that theater going culture and that, that, um, people recognizing it as a cultural That's destination, always. right? Um, yeah. You know. As a, as someone who has, can you just remind me of the name of your, what's the theater that you are? It's called, uh, it's, it's called Yes, yes Theater. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. the thing. <laughs> Um, sorry, Karen, you yeah. continue. I've actually heard from a few people who are from Sudbury or who are currently residing in Sudbury that it has like a really great art scene and it has a really great and like really involved yeah. community. It does. It's a, it's a, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic city. I think because we are, you know, it's not necessarily a small town. People go, oh, like from Sudbury, like you're from small. a small town, <laughs> Northern Ontario, but it is a bit of an urban center, mm-hmm. right? There's, but the thing is that we really toe the line between like a small town mentality and an, an yeah. urban center mentality, right? It's very working class here. However, there is a university, mm-hmm. there's two colleges, um, there's pretty robust mm-hmm. various industries and things, and it's not simply a mining town anymore. But I think I think the thing that's really important is that because we are quite far from Toronto, Sudbury really has a, a, a deep cultural mm-hmm. identity, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that really informs the totally the artistry right and artistic community um and and it is quite grassroots like everything that exists here there are institutions and organizations who have been around for 50 years who have done like tremendous work the townhouse is a, is a is a little like you know a dive bar but like it's kind of a rite of passage on a on a, on a musician's journey to like play the yeah. townhouse in Sudbury right so there there are these there are these like gems here in the community and these incredible writers and, and musicians and actors and dancers. Um, so, and, and we've all had to build it ourselves. Like the municipality, frankly, uh, is severely underfunding the arts. And I'm not afraid to talk about that, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, uh, so, so a lot of the success here has been really grown um, from the artists. And there's a lot of people, like in the theater, there's, a, there's some prolific... Um, People. Anthony Cimolino, who runs the Stratford Festival, is from Sudbury. Uh, Kelly Strawn, who was the um, artistic director of the, of the Toronto Fringe Festival, was from Sudbury. Um, who else? Richard Rose, who ran Tarragon. Yeah, Tarragon is, is from Sudbury. Um, yes. Heidi Strauss, who you might know, is, is in the dance world. Heidi's from Sudbury, an amazing, mm-hmm. incredible, accomplished artist. Um, so it feels kind of cool to be like, we have right. this really dope <laughs> community of people. 
really interesting yeah, to yeah. like hear and I think um inspiring to hear about this like building mentality right mm -hmm. we're going to build the mm -hmm. community that mm -hmm. we want totally and that's and that's really why I I started my company right I mean I was 16 and I really <laughs> wanted to do hair that was the thing I wanted to do hair I it's like such to, a strange thing school. for a 16 year old to be like hair is the one I know <laughs> well and, and you know I, I know it's weird because a couple a couple years earlier I had watched the movie and I was like I don't like this but then the right. new Broadway cast recording came out and it was like a more polished right. sound and and uh when I look, when I look back, when I think back, now I'm able to say confidently that like what I was searching for was a community. Like I really wanted, I really wanted to, to bring people mm -hmm. together. And I think I've also kind of discovered since doing Dear Evan Hansen and because just I guess just quickly like the being being able to do the tour and 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 even doing the Toronto production and mm -hmm. working with all those people that I've loved forever, it really it made me realize that like there's not really a ceiling, right? Like there's there's no it sort of made me reconsider like how I measure success, right? Like, cause I'm like, oh, I'm here. I I did this. I mean, it's not winning a Tony award, but it's like, I, I, I'm here in the show with these people and it kind of made me go like, oh, okay, cool. Well, okay. So I've accomplished this dream that I put on the top pedestal forever. And now that it's here, it's like, well, now what? Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm really grateful because it made me go, you know, the, the success, my, my view of it is, working on projects you love yes. with people you love right and if you continue to to do that then you will have a really meaningful life as an artist regardless if you mm -hmm. get to broadway or if you stay in your you mm -hmm. stay in Sunbury, right um and i know that i'm able to kind of see that now because i've been able to right. check that box off in a way um and i don't mean that in terms of like <laughs> now i'm good right <laughs> um but uh but the idea of so, so the tour really reinforced for me the importance of strong work in regional communities because they go to these cities where these these young people wouldn't ever get to New York, wouldn't have the money to get to New York, or like you know they're in Texas, you know, um, and and seeing how much the show meant to them uh, made me go, damn, like we really need to make sure that we have really strong work going to communities all across the country. And in Canada, we don't really, I mean, we have regional theaters, but like national tours like broadway caliber stuff doesn't necessarily it goes to edmonton calgary toronto vancouver and montreal like that's uh -huh. it in ottawa right but i'm like we need them in totally. these small pockets so it reinforced my my um my belief in what i'm trying to accomplish here and, and that really is like building a community right i really believe in like community on stage community audience and redefining what we think professional art yeah. is um and kind of rip, stripping away those those elitist right. notions of, you know, in order to be a professional artist, you got to live in Toronto and work at a restaurant and do a gig <laughs> twice a year. And that, yeah. you know, and I'm just like, why do we like have to? No, well, why do we have to dig so you know, deep that, or, and struggle so hard when we can be happy where we are? Really, well, not where we are, but where yeah, our family is. I don't know if that even makes sense. Or totally. Yeah, is. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Right. It's like we have, we've been um, conditioned to think like. I have to go to this urban center, but I'm like, we have all these, all these artists graduating from various mm -hmm. programs every year. Go back to your hometown maybe and like build something, right? It doesn't mean you can't work right. other places, right? I'm, I'm an example of that. Like I've, ma I've maintained this thing in Sudbury while I've been able to go and do all mm -hmm. these other dreams, right? And that's because I have a great team of people mm -hmm. here, unfortunate, but we could cultivate that. We just need to like, I don't know. I want to almost make a course. Like I want to teach people mm -hmm. this 
um, approach to, to the professional art practice. We have this term here. I'm jumping over. <laughs> Um, but we have this term here called citizen artists, which is like people who live, work and play in our community and who believe in artistic connection. And that includes, you know, if you're a nurse, if you're an accountant, a teacher, if you work at a grocery store, like I still believe that you could do those things and maintain a, a contribution to professional yeah. ecology. Right. So, for example, my friend Kelsey, who's a nurse, has been paid more money as yeah. an actor than most of the people I went to theater school with, right? Um, because we have a system here at Yes where we create the rehearsal schedule so that we could let right. people come in and, you know, work in the evenings, rehearse in the afternoons. Like, you know, we've, we've kind of said it's not going to be 9 to 5 or right. 10 to 6, 7 to 8, 6 days a week, right? Um, we're going we're gonna to work with the artists we have to accomplish the work we need to. And, and um, anyway, I just think it's, it's important that we, that we lean into right. that form because it's really sustainable it's highly impactful because then the community is represented on stage mm -hmm. and therefore the community is in the mm -hmm. audience right someone's you know if you know someone then their neighbor will come and their sister and their aunt and a lot of people for a long time would say that, well that's you know you're just doing community right. theater and that's like of course you right. invite people there but i'm like that's bullshit that's an amazing accomplishment we should yeah. want that <laughs> we should want people you know, we shouldn't be like, oh, well, that's just community theater blast. Well, you I was know? just going to ask you about that, too, about, like, the idea of it seems like mm -hmm. in these small pockets, like you were just talking about, it's like there are high school productions and then there are community theater yeah. productions. Yeah. Community theater yeah. productions. <laughs> My chair or something. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, are you going to have to, it's almost like you have to redefine what that like, take back that word, yeah. you know, redefine what community theater means totally. because there's so much Totally. There's like an ongoing joke parallel with that word, right? Especially within the, act, the professional absolutely. acting community. Totally, it's the, it's mm -hmm. it's stigmatized sort of, or or it's like you can only go so mm -hmm. far in this, mm -hmm. right? But like I, I speak about the the ideologies, right? Like community theater ideologies about the experience for the individual, giving someone a community, giving mm -hmm. someone a group, like-minded individuals to express themselves, like all these things that we that we would that we would consider like early stages or not mm -hmm, juvenile, yeah. but like, you know what I mean? Um, and, um, and then professional, the professional ideology is more about the impact of the work and the craft and how it affects the audience and the political right. and social change. And, and, um, you know, so what we're trying to do at yes is merge those two things. Cause I say that's very important, but this is also very important. If we could accomplish both of those things, how remarkable will the will the impact be right it'll be it'll be intensified mm -hmm. at every step right so the work impacts the people on stage where here at yes we have door winning performers and people who frankly like just mm -hmm. need a group of friends you know and and i love mm -hmm. that ecology because it brings something really unique to the right. to the stage right it's not just a group of elite artists mm -hmm. it's a group of people who are creating high level art together um so I just, I just personally think it's, it's such an exciting, um, visceral experience when, when you view that work, when the, when the ensemble is really connected and, and it's challenging, right? Because the leadership, uh, as a director, like you really need to be able to have six different vocabularies going at once, right? When you're directing, because you, the way you speak to a professional trained actor and right. someone who's new yeah. is going to be very different, right? Um, so it does have its challenges, but it's, it's incredibly rewarding, I think. And, and the impact is, undeniable like the renaissance that we've created here is is like 
kind of wild. We've we've moved like four million dollars wow. in our cultural economy since we started, and and um and it's just yeah go up and up and up. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Speaking about you know, organizing this company and you're mm-hmm. the director of this company. And there's a lot more that goes behind that word director mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to what you're trying to do than I think most yeah. people think. It's not just directing the actors on stage, but it, it's yeah. now budgetary, it's casting, it's scheduling, yeah. it's getting that grant funding. Yeah, yeah. How do you budget mm-hmm. two years, five years in advance when this is the world right now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, impossible right <laughs> um, I mean the, the blessed thing is that like now we're starting to apply for things next summer and I'm like oh it feels so good knowing that like this could be the one version right there are grants that we've that we've applied for in the fall that like we applied for them and literally three weeks later I'm like none of that is even what's happening whatsoever anymore totally um so the good thing is that like all your all the granting bodies are like aware you know um, especially in terms of reporting, like people are aware that like, okay, yeah. you said you're doing this, but now it's going to be this. Like, and when I'm saying changes, we're saying like, for us, it's like, we're going to do this, these shows. And now we're not even doing sh- those shows and those shows that like, I don't even remember the names of them. And now we're moving <laughs> on to something else. Um, yeah, but it, it has, it, it was, it's always just like, okay, contingency, 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 especially at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and just like Excel document after Excel document. And, um, but what we did, we ended up doing like a big five-year projection that was like, okay, so here's a bunch of versions for this year mm-hmm. and then less additional versions of as we move forward in time because we're more confident that things will settle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted to just we, – we ended up creating like a big template for ourselves that essentially like – it was, a, it's kind of a, like a very sexy Excel sheet. Like, I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> wow. It's like, it's like, I never thought I'd say that, but it's um Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> but essentially, if things change, we just need to like adjust numbers and everything will just go like, cool. you know? Yeah. Um. So that took a, a little bit of time to arrive at, but, but it, yeah, it's been, cr- it's been crazy. Like to, to, and we're we're trying to open a new space here. There's like this downtown pit that was that's been like vacant for years, and we're trying to turn it into this um. So very parks and space. recreation of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we're trying to turn it into this like gorgeous community theater space, um, wow. and uh, and then that will be part of like this trifecta of there's a new venue that's opening and the venue we've been using the every theater center and we'll have these three venues all within walking distance in the downtown core and it'll be like a massive yeah. summer theater festival it'll be crazy we'll have like upwards yeah. of 2,000 people per day in our downtown core and that will be a huge economic boost and we're just gonna fundraise a lot of money yeah well, how many locations are there currently in Sudbury for um shows and stuff to take place there are there are a lot of spaces um really? however there's not like a lot of what I would consider like professional venues or mm-hmm. I mean that's stupid whatever theater what does that word even mean yeah yeah <laughs> exactly right but um there's there's a lot of venues that are within um like a high school or the university and things that are like sort of on the periphery but in our downtown core there's the Sudbury Theater Center which is our professional regional theater and there's a new venue opening called Place des Arts which is mm. a French flagship From it's Montreal. founded yeah sort of similar yeah yeah um place of the arts right mm-hmm. um and it's founded by nine different 
francophone organizations here in Sudbury, and yes, was approached a number of years ago to, to become the company in residence in the summer months, because those nine That's organizations amazing. don't operate in, in the summer. Mm-hmm. They're just like a sort of September to, to spring. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really great. So we'll be able to utilize. And the, and the good thing about those, when I mean like professional, it's just a little bit more like it's it's a theater, right? It's not like mm-hmm. you walk through lockers and things. And so the experience is a little bit more um, elevated. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm all down for doing something in a high school if the show kind of is about that. Right. But yeah. Otherwise, um, and, and this space we're building outside is going to be this very trippy like it's it's all concrete but all these trees have grown everywhere so we Very want to European. do this thing yeah it's going to be mm-hmm. this like really cool fun tree house essentially and I really yeah. want to put a pizza stove in it so we can make pizza because <laughs> I love cooking <laughs> so I want it to be like our, our a big table I view I view producing as buy all the ingredients and like put everyone in the kitchen and like set the table and then we get to right. cook together and eat together right mm-hmm. that's why over time like you know like actor director producer like those three things have like moved their prominence in my life mm-hmm, of course um, yeah and i do and i do think that like my my, my deepest passion is producing mm. but i also love acting and directing but do you think <laughs> that when you were like on the bus at like three in the morning as like a 16 year old that would be that would shift for you from acting to producing <laughs> um no mm. uh I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think like I always really felt deep in my heart that like life is with people. Life is with people. I want to be with people. Like Mm -hmm. even any, even any, like I remember when I was in high school, like any, any achievements, like even booking Dear Evan Hansen, right? Like the first thing that really came into my mind is like, oh my God, I got to tell my mom, like we did it, you know, like we, it, it, like all those nights of sleeping on bus, like literally there's three nights in a row (laughs) once in my life. Where I was going to Toronto Subway on the midnight bus, six hours, like, each way. Mm-hmm. And, like, all those, all the people in my community who have, like, helped me and been behind me and my friends. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just always feel the hands of everyone mm-hmm. on my back, right? Um, so I, I I think in a way I, I kind of always, I always felt that, like, that's going to be my, that's what is the most important thing to me, regardless right. of what, what what part of my artistry I'm working in mm-hmm. um but I couldn't really articulate that then and um and it did came it did come as a bit of a like not a surprise but like oh that's interesting that I feel <laughs> you know yeah especially because I went to school to train as an actor and, and mm-hmm. um, you know there's just a lot of things that suddenly are becoming less and less important like like you know audition not 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 auditions are still important but I'm just kind of like I don't feel the same like anxiety that I did right out of the gate of theater school. Like I need to book something. I need to book something. Right. Cause I'm like, I'm going to just, I'm just going to produce it myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which yeah. is a very, very like privileged position to be in. Right. Mm. Um, but I also worked really hard to, to get to that place of course. that I could then do that. Yeah. It's almost like you're more like, there's always this interesting phrase when people come out of school, right? It's like, they're hungry. They're so, they're just like hungry, yeah. new yeah. actors, new performers. And mm-hmm. I think as you like grow, you kind of start to like mourn that, those like you mourn that yeah. hungry act person in you, you yeah. know, it doesn't mean it's bad. Not, not like you don't still want to do things. It just like, you kind of have to mourn the loss of that person. That's always totally. over scheduling themselves yeah. or over booking yeah. themselves totally. or 
has those like sweaty hands is going to throw up going into an addition, you know? Yeah. I wonder what you guys think about this, but, but, um, you know, I, I, I feel like the, um, oh gosh, what was the train of thought? I feel like the, um, it's easy for, for us young people to, to kind of feel like angry about, well, not angry, but just like frustrated about the lack of opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's gatekeepers and these, these companies have their people and like, yeah. there's no room for me. Yeah. And that might be true, right? But that's why it's like, let's build it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you really, you really can, like, you really, really can. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anyone's listening and thinks that they can't, please contact me and I would be happy to help you like you know yes um because it's it's amazing what what like willpower will do right like when you really have something and you believe in it like you gotta you gotta make it happen there's people who want to help there's community that is like waiting to be born right Mm -hmm. and um and and it'll no doubt be a meaningful experience regardless of how difficult it is even if it flops like it'll still you'll still be very proud and sleep beautifully you know mm-hmm. right totally yeah oh that's such a beautiful note to end that on but I had one more question about budget yeah, no, stuff and a... I'm just like trying to decide if I should even go into it <laughs> go into it I'll try to okay. end it eloquently thank you um it was that so we just got a bunch of money Ontario Arts mm-hmm. um you. congrats that's amazing thank not you. me specifically no, I'm, I'm Ontario <laughs> yeah not sorry oh. sorry like, 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 council. Like, good for no. you oh my gosh <laughs> like, I wish <laughs> I was like, um, really? Did you apply for something and not tell me? <laughs> no. What oh, secrets are you keeping? <laughs> I should rephrase that. Ontario, the Ontario government just pledged yeah. like millions of dollars to put back into the Ontario arts community. Um, because you're, you know, you're probably writing grants all the time as someone in your position. Um, how much of that money do you believe is going actually into other pockets of Ontario and how much of it is going directly to Toronto? Oh, I'm not sure. I mean, the great thing about the Ontario Arts Council specifically is that they do have, um, there's a series of priority groups, right? Mm-hmm. And when people apply for grants, um, and those are new generation artists, um, um, emerging. Emer- yeah. So new generation emerging, which yeah. is like 18 to 30, uh, indigenous, indigenous artists and people, um, BIPOC in general, um, oh. is, is a big focus priority group um uh deaf or disabled um so there's a series of 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 um of of groups that get um better priorities for the funding to go to obviously mm-hmm. um and in addition to that rural communities uh, so places outside of Toronto are also kind of high up on mm-hmm. the priority list um but that being said like there are a lot of the organizations are in our major urban centers, right? And they do need support and they do have a community of patrons that they support. Um, so I think it's uh, like, as, as a person who, who is in a regional community, I do think, obviously I advocate for more funding and more support for, for these areas, especially because I think like, for me, the rebuild that is going to take place, like the recovery, yeah. we need everybody at every level, every level, Professional Association, um, Professional Association of Canadian Theatres, the Canadian Actors Equity, mm-hmm. any of the other associations, we all need to be focused on giving a shot to the regional 
rural areas. We need to invest money, time, and people in these communities so that we develop, uh, like, uh, just we develop audiences. We develop people right. who care about theater, who care about the arts. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, the most important place for art is in the communities that are bereft of it, right? The communities mm-hmm. that do not have it. Yes. That's why it's very fine and good to go to New York City and see Angels in America with a bunch of people who kind of already know. <laughs> yeah. You know, who kind who who it's yeah. cathartic. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily changing. Mm-hmm. No. Right? Mm-hmm. And yes. and again, that's general. There's tons of people who have changing experiences on Broadway. But, you know, I'm I'm very much believe that like we gotta bring stuff to people who would never, ever, ever see it, you know, and that's because because we're superheroes, right? Like that is our superpower. We need to ensure that we're giving life to 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 people, giving, educating them, inspiring them, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not sure exactly how much of that money is being distributed to to regional communities, mm-hmm. but I know that it's certainly um, a priority. And if and if and if an application comes through or a request comes through, that that is. Um, uh, meaningful and important, it'll it'll get funded, I'm sure. Um, and and the OAC and the Canada Council, they they both they both were great for for organizations who received operating funding. Like back last March, right. they said, "Here's your funding for 2021 now, um, without an application, really." You know, so it was it was um they kind of came to the came to the door and said, "Like we know everyone needs help if we want these organizations to survive." Mm-hmm. Can't say the same for my community here in Sudbury. They did not do that. Um, which was frustrating, but um, yeah, mm, yeah. I yeah. it's I think that line of thinking, bringing art to the communities that don't have it, mm-hmm. is. I mean, we've heard other people say it multiple multiple times in like BIPOC communities and mm. rural communities, and yeah. I wonder if where am I going with this thought. Mm. I think it's just extra. I'm just agreeing with you that it's extremely important yeah. if we want to build the communities that are going to last and sustain totally. and build art that yeah. isn't just for the people that already know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be more opportunity for us as artists. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like if someone goes to a community and starts a theater company, well, there's 15 new jobs available a year. Right. Like, right. So really like it's important to do, like we need mm-hmm. to do it. We, mm-hmm. we absolutely, it would say it's a critical moment. Like I compare the livelihood of our form to the livelihood of our earth and climate change. Like, I do think we're in that severe of a situation. Obviously, climate change needs <laughs> like be dealt with, you know. But, like, that's also our responsibility as artists to mm-hmm. make sure, right? Like, um, right. so definitely, like, it'll, it'll just equal more opportunity. And again, it's hard, right? Because we go, like, we would have these talkbacks and kids would be like, how do we, how do we get to be in a Broadway show like you? And people... Uh, in the company would tell their stories and I would always go, you know, it's super dope and it's wonderful. Don't get me wrong. However, a great way to get here is to focus directly in front of you, you know, like obviously have your goals, but like, again, like I said, take work that you love with people you love. And then suddenly you find yourself in this room on a, in a, like, Mm, it's like music, don't become you know? blindsided by success to like miss, yeah, or don't, miss the don't success this like yeah. the prescribed idea consume. of success yeah exactly yeah exactly mm-hmm. because you know a, a stage is a stage man totally like it really is and an audience is an audience like um so yeah i just think like let us all be brave let us all be um let us all like 
just all try to walk forward hand in hand through all of this, you know, and then that yeah. way we will all just have more seats at the table to have a beautiful dinner. <laughs> of course. Uh, Corinne, do you want to ask a question? I do. Mm. Is being an artist fucking killing you? Um, I think I will die from being an artist, but I am happy with that death sentence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, that's lovely. I love asking that question. A, because it's really the show, but B, everybody's answers are so different. Mm-hmm. And we're also not looking for people to say yes. You know, yeah. we really, really want you to like, yeah. tell us how you're feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly like, it's mostly giving me life, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. It's giving me life. It's like a flame that is just, and then it'll go up one day. And mm-hmm. it'll be okay. Exactly. I hope to, yeah, I hope to do it for, until my last breath, certainly, mm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for being here. So thank lovely. you. Thanks for having me. Crazy, but thank you so much. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry I speak so much. I'm sorry. Oh, like, God, okay. a, it was beautiful. I love having musical theater people on because yeah. of my musical theater background. As a, like, that's how I like. My, that's what my mom does back in our hometown. Oh. Awesome. Um, but I love having music also because they're so charismatic. I find yes. they're always like so bubbly. <laughs> so I like people. loved it. So it was great. Um, if people want to find you, where do they find you, Alessandro? Um, on my Instagram, uh, my handle is Alessandro1028. Um, you can also give Yes Theater a follow. Um, uh, YesTheater.com. Yeah, those are the places. Great. Awesome. And thank you, everybody, for listening so much. If you like, yeah. if you heard, if you have any questions, if you want to rate us, go to Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you can get a podcast, send us a DM, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, go to our Patreon, check it out if you liked what you heard and support us in any way you can. Thank you so much. Thank you.